Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Miles and this is Miles from Qualified. Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Miles and this is Miles from Qualified. Well, look, here we are. Episode 1. This is it. New beginning, the first of many, I hope. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But look, thank you so much for being here with me today. If you do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, share, get this word out to as many people as possible. And if you haven't had an opportunity, please go back and listen to the intro. It gives a little bit of insight on where this all started and how this all came about over only really the last couple of months, this whole concept of putting this together and why I chose the name that I did. Okay, now this is pretty low budget situation I have going here. I mean, I got my light, a mic, I got my lion, I got my skateboard. I don't even care. I'm just ready to go. So and spread that message with you. Uh, So again, I appreciate your time. And hopefully you're with me as these things roll out. I have a lot of different topics to cover. I have many things in the hopper that I want to uh, cover over the next few episodes. But look, I needed to figure out where I was going to start off at. And I decided I'm just going to jump right into the thick of things. I'm going to talk about the enemy of all enemies, the liar, the deceiver, the fear monger, the propaganda spreader. (laughs) And no, I'm not talking about the mainstream media, even though many may say these things go hand in hand. No, I'm talking about the devil. I'm talking about that created being, that angel that was cast out of heaven. And now he has his mind set on devouring every one of our souls if we're not careful. And you're like, whoa, okay, that's that's a little heavy to get, <laughs> to get into from the very start here, right? I thought this was supposed to be fun enjoy, and enjoyable. And it will be, obviously. We need to find joy in everything we, we do. We're children of God. We're very joyous people. But we are fighting some battles right now. Like, it is crazy out there. And we need to acknowledge that. And all the crap that we're seeing on TV that's constantly being fed to us, all that... All that crazy negativity and the chaos and the destruction and disasters and and division and virus updates. Like just all this crazy stuff that's happening that's constantly being fed to us. Negativity. You can tell the enemy is fighting harder. And that's why I called it this. Because he is fighting harder. He is very active and he is fighting every single day. Now, he loses the war. But these battles still need to be fought every single day. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. Everything that we're going through, especially Christians, listen, I'm telling you, it does not get easier when you're a Christian. (laughs) I don't know if that's a misconception or if people even believe that. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that people might think that Christians have it easy or that when you become a Christian, things get easier. It couldn't be further from the truth. And, you know, where's all that come from? I I don't know. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe it's, you know, all the stuff that's posted on social media. Like, if you're a Christian and you're constantly posting uh, all the positive, motivational Bible verses, right, that are out there. I mean, it doesn't tell the whole story. And when you are a devoted follower of Christ, it is not easy. We come and we are met with very difficult times, more so than others, I believe. Because the devil doesn't fight people that aren't attached to God. They're like, okay, that person doesn't believe in God. They're good. I got them. I need to focus on this one, the one who's like 
following Jesus, the one that has their, their heels dug into the sand and they're like putting, they're falling at the foot of the cross and they're devoting their life to Jesus. Those are the people that he wants. Those are the people that he's fighting against. And uh, my friends, I will tell you, it's going to be hard, but it's okay. And it's, it's, it is okay. We will be joyous in that. And I'll tell you why that we need to be joyful in those moments. Number one, because we have God. We have a risen Savior who is with us, who protects us through everything. But we can't lose sight of that. We can't forget that. So yeah, it's going to be rough. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about what I put down here. I put the five five different things that the devil wants. Uh, and it covers a lot of different uh, areas uh, of our life. And I think you'll find that you know you can relate to a lot of these and you can you know, understand kind of where all this is coming from. But there's five different things I believe that the devil wants. And we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about the other side of that. The good side, the God side, the the ways to find joy in that, how we can fight against it every single day. Because we need to. And look, it is it is because the devil is running out of time. And he knows he's running out of time. That he is so very active right now. And he is fighting against you. But I promise you, listen, it, he is fighting you because you're strong. He's not fighting you because you're weak. Remember, he's, he doesn't care about the weak. He's fighting you because you're strong. You're strong because of God. You're strong in the word of God. And he needs to pull you away from that. He wants to distract you. He wants to discourage you. He wants to put things in your life that make you question God. And we're going to encounter those things as Christians all the time. But we have to remember that God is always with us, right? And I'm telling you, look, right here in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is described as a lion, not this lion. This is here because this is the lion of God. But they also describe the devil as a lion, a roaring lion. And he is on the prowl looking for people that he can devour, souls that he can steal away from God. So, what does he want? What are these five things that he wants? Well, number one, he wants us to be distracted. And what I mean by that, I mean, and distractions can be a number of things, right? So, he wants you distracted, and he wants you to be so distracted that you're pulling yourself away from growing a closer relationship with God. And look, distractions can come in many forms. And a lot of times they are on the surface, like seemingly harmless. They can be things that you enjoy, like your job, your family, your hobbies, your sports, activities, basically anything that you have in your life that you enjoy if we're not careful, those become some heavy distractions. And did you ever notice that more and more of those things are being put on your plate constantly? And really, the devil loves that. He loves that you are enjoying these things in the sense... Now, joy doesn't come from the devil. Joy only comes from God. Fear comes from the devil. But he likes to see you enjoying something so much that you pull yourself away from a, a fellowship with the Lord. So those things are going to constantly come. And if we can't separate our, our those activities from the time that we need to spend in the Word of God or in church with your family or in prayer or coming together in a, in a community of brothers and sisters in Christ, 
because we're too busy, he loves that. So he's going to start keep, you know, continue to put things in front of you like that, that on the surface are seemingly harmless because they're enjoyable and they're not necessarily bad. But it's taking us away from the Lord. The other side of that, distractions can be very harmful and very negative, right? And I'm, I'm talking about things like the things that monopolize your mind and your spirit and your time that are negative. Like every, basically everything you see on the news, right? So everything you see on the news from uh, those, those, those politics and gossip and, and, and the, the division and virus updates and just all these different things that are taking place that when you turn the TV on, it's like you're consumed with all of this fear-laced crap that just overwhelms you to the point where it just takes, it sucks, it's soul-sucking. And those are distractions as well. Because those distractions, again, monopolize your time, monopolize your thoughts, but they pull you away from God. He wants us distracted, distracted in any way, shape, or form. And a lot of times, all of those kind of come together as one. And... He is loving the fact that you are so overly consumed that you're not allowing yourself to, to grow in, in your relationship with the Lord. So be careful of those distractions. I, one other thing I will say about distractions that I have noticed personally is that distractions can take you back to a place of your former self. And what I mean by that is sometimes you get so heavily involved in some of your activities that you enjoy, or maybe you're catching up with some old friends from the past, and the last time you saw them, you were all very different people, but you do a lot of reminiscing from the times that you used to spend in bars and do all these different things that you may not do any longer, and all of a sudden you start to slip back into this former self. And that can be very dangerous to kind of start to slide back into some of those activities that you used to do, some of the things that you used to be involved in. Um, you have to be careful and mindful of that because those distractions can easily take you back to a place that you once were, that you no longer are, but now you're being pulled back into somebody you used to be. So, you know, be careful of those distractions and always be mindful of the time that you're spending and the energy that you're putting into them. The other thing that he wants, he wants your family. And this is really one of his twisted schemes that he has perfected over the course of, gosh, I don't know what, a couple thousand years. He's been focused on tearing families apart. And really what he wants is to, he wants to drive wedges and build resentment between couples. With the taunting and the tempting and the doubting and the discouraging. He wants to drive those wedges between couples. Because he wants that torn apart. He wants those families torn apart. He wants to... I mean, look at how much marriage is downplayed these days. It is so overly downplayed to the point where a lot of people see it as just like a, a binding contract. Like, this is just... Yeah, it's a legal representation of our relationship. It's, you know, we'll try it out, see how it goes, but it's easy to get out of. Now, I'm not saying that all marriages you should stay in. There are very good reasons to get out of a bad marriage. But I'm just talking about the fact that marriage these days is not as significant or as special or uh, as, as, um, as, we'll go with special because I'm at a loss for words right now, but you know what I mean. Like, it is not as sacred, ha, that's what I was looking for, as it used to be. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you a little bit about what I mean by this. So, 
There is, I saw it today. I thought it was gone. I didn't see it for a long time. But there's a billboard locally. If you've seen this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a billboard for a divorce lawyer. And the billboard simply says, oops. And it's O-O-P-S, but the O's are wedding bands. Like, oh, made a mistake, but that's okay. I'll get you out of it, right? Because it's easy to get out of. Let me give you a little little insight in this. If you didn't know, right now, a divorce happens every 13 seconds. That just seems crazy to me. Every 13 seconds, someone's getting divorced. The average marriage only lasts eight years. The number one reason for people splitting up is the lack of commitment. And oh, by the way, it's a $28 billion a year industry. Like marriage is not what it used to be. And the devil loves that. He's easily pulling people apart. We have to be strong in our relationships. We have to be strong in our, uh, especially uh, in our families with God. It is so important to have everyone together around the dinner table, praying together, going to church together, working things out together instead of just getting discouraged and then deciding, you know what? It's easy enough. Everyone else is doing it. We'll just get a divorce. Like, And again, I want to point out the fact that I understand that some are necessary and there are some bad relationships that you have to get out of. But I'm talking about the simple fact that people, I don't think, get into it for the right reasons anymore and it's very easy to get out of. So families are being torn apart all the time. The other part of it uh, about the family aspect is that he wants to prevent families from even happening. And what I mean by this is if you look at one of the biggest topics of debate right now, one of the, and it's really become like a social norm, and that's abortion. And now I'm not going to deal on this whole abortion kick. I believe it's wrong, obviously, and I think all Christians should believe that it is wrong. But you have a lot of people out there that are going to fight back and say that it is justified or that it is okay. And we've gotten to the point where abortion has become so normalized that we are preventing life before it even happens. And I tell you this to say that our family structure has been under fire for a very long time. Whether it's divorce or whether it's abortion or whether it's a number of other things that are tearing families apart, and that is exactly what the devil wants. He does not want people together in harmony in God. The other thing, another, number three that he wants. He wants us to be hypocrites. <laughs> he want, And Christians can be some of the biggest hypocrites. I can be one of the biggest hypocrites doing one thing or saying one thing and acting in a completely different way or being one person one day and another person another day. And look, I'm telling you, Christians can easily tear Christianity apart from the inside if we're not careful because of those hypocrisies. People are going to watch you very carefully when you say you're a Christian. Our pastor tells us this all the time. When you tell people that you're a Christian, they watch you very carefully to see how you act. So they can catch you in those hypocrisies. And then that gives them a reason to not even become a Christian or want anything to do with Christianity. Or the other side of that, the probably more the more harmful side, is saying, oh yeah, I'm going to become a Christian too because I can just do whatever I want. I, can, I don't need to change. I can be the same person I am now, but I can say that I love Jesus. Look, when, when we become followers of Christ and we are reborn or born again, we, we are supposed to be very different people. 
and those hypocrisies that we display all the time. Sunday, we're one person. Monday, we're at the office and we're saying all the things that we shouldn't say, watching the things that we shouldn't eat, what we drink, what we smoke, what we do, what we say, the gossip, the, the swearing, the whatever it is. And then people look at us and say, well, look, they're just, you know, they're no different. You know, why sh- Look, we're not meant, we're not better than anyone, but we're meant to be different. We need to be different. We need to change that because we can tear Christianity down from the inside, just like the devil wants, by being very hypocritical people. We have to watch what we do. We have to be different. We have to be better than our previous selves. Not better than everyone else, but we need to be different. What else does he want? He wants us to live in fear. Okay? First... No fear comes from God. Fear only comes from the devil. It is his favorite, most powerful tool, and he uses it all the time. But fear is a liar. Just like Zach Williams said in probably one of my favorite songs of his, fear is a liar. And again, turn on the news for five minutes and see what happens. There's nothing joyful in the news. The news is terrible. Turn it off. Like, there's no reason for it. It is really just all this fear-laced information, war, politics, hatred. We are fed more lies and more fear-laced information than anything positive. We are called to be the positive. We need to be the light inside of the darkness, right? We're God's people. We should be bringing the positivity. We don't need to live in fear and look. I don't even want to get into the level of fear that is out there right now. There's, like, it is insane what is happening. And the level of fear that people are living in right now, that is not of God. I promise you that fear does not come from God. Joy comes from God. We need to be joyful. We need to be the light. We need to be the difference makers in in those times and not spread the fear ourselves. We need to... Again, we need to be different and lift people up. But he wants us to live in fear. And so many people are living in fear. And it is frustrating. We are going to get frustrated. We are going to be tempted. Look, even Jesus was frustrated. Even Jesus was tempted. And that is what we take heart in. Knowing that in all these scenarios, when we're coming across frustrations and temptations and fear that we have a God, a risen Savior who we lean on, who is just like us, who experienced these same things. And that is the hope that we have. So don't live in fear. Fear is not of God. And if you're in a space of fear right now, I'm asking you just lay it at the foot of the cross. Just tell God, look, please take this over from me. And continue to have your conversations and your prayer time with him. I promise you, you will see so much joy in your life in those moments. Because the devil wants it all. That's the fifth thing. And that really just could have been a blanket statement. Of course he wants it all, but he truly wants it all. His ultimate goal, which is a time-sensitive goal. And what happens when you put a time limit on a goal? You work really hard at it. That just makes you work harder to achieve the goal because you have a set amount of time. And he is running out of time, like I said earlier. So he wants to steal as many souls as possible. And he'll use everything to get it. And he wants everything from you. So, again, 
That's some heavy stuff, right? But we can find joy in all of that. The Bible tells us that we will suffer. Not we might suffer. No, we will suffer. But to rejoice in that suffering. What? It seems like an oxymoron. Those are two opposite things. Joy and suffering. How can you pull those two together? Well, look, I'll tell you. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. We glory in tribulation. Why? Because tribulation brings patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. We have hope in Jesus. So it's not easy. Not, no one says it's going to be easy to find hope and, and be cheerful and find glory in the tribulations. And it, you know what? What's a tribulation? It's a great affliction, trial, or distress. Sound familiar? A lot of you are like, yeah, yeah, I'm going through tribulation right now. Good. Find glory in it. See the other side of it. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard to live in. I know in the moment it feels like everything is crumbling, but there is a greater work in place. There is something happening that's going to give you an outcome on the other side of that that you can find glory in. We're not living for this world. We're not living for this moment. We're living for eternity. And we need to try to wrap our heads around that although it's really hard to do because God's plan is way bigger than our understanding. We're not even supposed to, supposed to be able to uh, comprehend that. But look, we find glory in these things because we have hope. We have hope. So what do we do? Well, we can't just run and hide. We can't throw in the towel. We can't turn our back on God when things get hard, when tragedy strikes, when we think something's unfair or unexpected. Look, things are going to feel unfair. And yeah, things are going to come out of left field that feel unexpected. But we need to expect the unexpected. We can't just turn our backs on God and question him when something goes wrong, knowing that we will suffer in this lifetime. And the devil wants that. He wants you to question God. We are told that we will have a troublesome life full of rejection and tragedy and despair. But I want you to listen to this. I pulled this verse out. I love this verse. And I actually have it in two different versions. Okay, I have it in the NIV because I, I think a lot of people are reading the NIV right now, but I also have it in the King James, and I'll tell you why. So, in the King James Version, I believe, is the best translation um, of the truly spoken words of God in that moment. And some of the other versions, although they're, they're wonderful, there are some words that are exchanged that I don't think carry as much weight as some of the words that are used in the King James. So, let me, let me give you an example. So in John 16.33, this is the NIV. It says, I have told you these things so that you, so that in me, sorry, so that in me you may have peace. 
In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Okay, now let's listen to the King James one here. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. There's that word again. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So not just we're going to have trouble, we're going to have tribulation, which is a much heavier word. And on the other side of that, it says take heart in the NIV. It says be of good cheer in the King James. We need to be cheerful about the things that we go through because Christ has overcome the world. That is our faith. That is what we lean on. That is what we look forward to. So even though it's really hard in that moment, just know that we need to take heart and be of good cheer. Because we are protected. We are a protected people for the eternity. Luke 21, 17 through 19. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But there shall not be a hair on your head that shall perish. In your patience possess ye your soul. Patient allegiance in Jesus leads to eternal life. Patient allegiance in Jesus leads to eternal life. That's incredible to me. Now listen to this. Matthew 5.11 Blessed are you when the revile and per- when they revile and persecute and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad for your reward is in heaven and i know i stumbled through that a little bit my my writing's a little sloppy so i need to read my own, own notes but We are going to have things said against us in evil and falsely for his name's sake, but we need to rejoice and be exceedingly exceedingly glad for our reward is in heaven. Guys, we can't get discouraged. There are going to be moments that are very hard and we become discouraged, but we can count on the joy of God to get us through that. We can count on being able to lean on the Lord in those moments and get through it, knowing that there is a bigger prize, a bigger reward that is going to come. And things are not easy. They're not going to be getting any easier. But everything that we've just reviewed will tell you that we're protected and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, the devil wants everything, right? Again, he wants you distracted. He wants you to live in fear. He wants your family. He wants your, uh, he wants it all. But that's okay. It's going to be okay. Because we have God. <laughs> Nothing else can protect us more than that. But we can't let our own minds get in the way. And we can't become so distracted by all this, this junk that's happening in our lives that it pulls us away from the Lord. Do not sacrifice your eternal freedom for temporary comfort. We have to live by faith. Again, do not sacrifice your eternal freedom for temporary comfort. How do we do that? We put on the full armor of God. Go through and read Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. I'm not going to read it to you because I want you to open your Bible and I want you to read the full armor of God. Ephesians 10, or Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Read all of Ephesians. 
But then focus on that that armor of God and use that every single day. When you go into battle, when you go into these wars, when you go in, when you're going through something that seems so overwhelmingly impossible for you to come out of, read that. I promise you it'll put a new perspective on what it takes to have God on your side and what it means to have God on your side. We are called to be soldiers of God. Look, 2 Timothy 2.3 Thou therefore endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ. We are called to be soldiers. The suffering servant. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And there's a lot of weapons being formed against us right now. But they won't prosper. So look. Everything that we went through, everything that the devil wants, yeah, he's going to come at you every day, daily attacks, things that are going to be consuming and overwhelming and just just discouraging. I personally am going through some discouraging and frustrating times right now, but every day I remind myself who is with me and that he has a plan that is way bigger than my understanding. And we need to get to that point. How do we do that? We dive into the word of God. We pray. We turn our lives over to him. We put our small problems on our big God. And let him take over control. And we're just along for the ride. Doing everything that we can to be vigilant in those moments. And being on the watch for everything that we can encounter. But I promise you everything's going to be okay. Go back. And read the armor of God. Alright guys, that is it. That was episode one. I'm still trying to figure out how to finish these things. I like I have all these notes, but I don't have like end with this. It just kind of stops and I'm like, uh, well, that's it. So I'll get I'll get better at it. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to share with you some of these thoughts and these topics. So please feel free to leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know. Uh, you know, some of the things maybe you want to discuss or something that you're going through right now. You know, let's talk it through as a community. That's what we're here for. So I really appreciate your time today. I really love that you're alone on this journey with me. I don't know what to do with my hands. I probably did this a lot. I'll probably have to work on that as well. But that's okay. I'm getting new uh, or I'm new to this. I'm getting used to this whole thing of being in front of this camera that I'm going to send out to the world. So I hope this goes well. Uh, I'm sure it's fine, but we'll we'll continue to grow together. So look, um, be on the lookout for new episodes that are coming. I'm going to have my first guest booked. I, bro- I booked my first guest. I reached out to a friend of mine on Facebook, but he's going to join me uh, sometime uh, near down the road here. I don't know, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I have a ton of different things that I want to discuss. So, you know, I'm having fun. I'm loving the fact that I get to do this and that you're watching. So, again, thank you so much. And look, until next time, it's been a blast. I'm having fun. I'm so glad you're here. And we'll talk again soon. God bless.